Hello, Field Trip Faithful. Welcome back to the show. And if you're new here, thanks for being here first off. But my name is Brent Terhune. Before we jump into Bigfoot this week, I'm going to tell you how you can support the cause, if you're so inclined. Patreon.com slash Brent Comedy. It's just five bucks a month. You're helping me out. You're helping you out. Because the more you help me, the more I can create stuff for you. Early access to videos and exclusive stand-up stuff over there on Patreon right now. You're going to get early access to field trip episodes, the stories behind the songs, that's one episode, confessions with Drew Morgan, and one I'm calling Comedy Obsessions, where we take a deep dive into some comedy legends. That's over there on patreon.com slash brentcomedy. Also, I have a full comedy special on Amazon right now. Whatonflatearth.com is where you can get it, and the special is just called What on Flat Earth. And if you just want to support me and, and subscribe and help me out, the YouTube is youtube.com slash Brent Terhune. All that stuff helps me out quite a bit. So get your plaster casts ready, maybe even bare hands some Yeti scat, and, and probably soak your boots in some Sasquatch piss, because we're talking about Bigfoot. It's the Field Trip Podcast with Brent Welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. Joining me once again on the program is Mr. Vinny Lanford. Vinny, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Brent? I'm all right. Good to talk to you, Vincent, which I've never you called well. you before. Do you, do, does anybody ever call you Vincent? My wife always, almost always, rarely calls me Vinny. Uh, okay. My, <laughs> my grandparents always called me Vincent. Only mm-hmm. one grandparent ever called me Vinny. And, uh, that's pretty much been it. Okay. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause to me, like if I'm saying Vincent, that's because I caught you doing something you shouldn't be doing or something. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 That was my mom. Yep. You get three Vinnies and then now I'm to Vincent and then the tone <laughs> yeah, is shifted. Yeah. yeah. Funny thing. My wife calls me Vincent and I typically when addressing her, call her Sandra and she's, goes by sandy so okay i don't know i don't know why we're so goddamn formal <laughs> yeah, yeah uh well you've been on the show before and i was trying to think before we turned our mics on here uh was the last episode you were on was that the uh history of halloween episode i believe that is correct yeah so it's been it's been uh maybe six months since then but if you want to go yeah. check out other episodes uh vinny's been on the history of halloween I know I think at one time you were on the Christmas specials episode, which you've been on a bunch anyway. So if you enjoy Vinny, go check out those other episodes. And you could even listen to my brother on there because we sound a lot alike and you might not even be able to tell the difference. That's it's true because my wife is from the same area that you guys are and you have you all three have certain things that you'll say uh, I've noticed over <laughs> the years. Really? Yes, that's true. Like uh, I'm now, I'm trying to think of what an example is. But then, if I said it, then I just make you self conscious about how you say things. <laughs> uh, one that I didn't know was a regional thing is uh, the term nibbing. Like, uh, th- how do you define that nibbing? Uh, say, say I am at a rummage sale mm-hmm. and somebody says, "Can I help you with anything?" And you say, "Now nah, I'm just nibbing." Okay, you're just looking. And, yeah, yeah, just okay. poking around. Poking around. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, has anybody ever, you ever heard the term a nib shit? Yeah, nib shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, same, same thing. It's, 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 they're all related. Okay. But I didn't realize until adulthood when I was out of that area and saying it to people not around that area, they had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, it sounded like he didn't need any help. I'll just let him look. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, just nibbing. <laughs> uh, th- there was one when I was a kid and I think it was kind of a regional thing because other people from this part of Indianapolis that I'm from also had this experience where growing up my whole family, you'd get, you get a pizza and then you'd put uh you'd call a green pepper, a mango. So you, yes. let's, so, so you had that too. Uh, my, my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, his second wife, Mm-hmm. who was hillbilly as fuck. Yeah. She called them mangoes. Yep. So I get that's where, and then you get around normal people and you're like, let's put some mangoes on the pizza. <laughs> and then they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Cause that's a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's literally a different v- vegetable versus fruit or what I, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Uh, yeah, but that, was, vi- that was shocking to me as well at one point in my life. Yeah. Yeah. You find out, uh, yeah. Santa Claus is not real. Tooth fairy is <laughs> not real. And this is not a mango. Uh, until I moved away from my hometown, I had never in my life seen somebody dip their pizza in ranch. Okay. That's a definitely, definitely Indiana thing. Cause I hate ranch. I look like I would love ranch. I'm the, co- <laughs> I'm the same color, but it's like, just dip in ranch. Uh, or I've also seen you dip stuff in liquid cheese, like nacho cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That, that I'm all for that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm totally down with that, but I had never heard or seen of anybody dipping their pizza in ranch dressing. Yeah. Before I moved, uh, to the Muncie area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you live in uh, Muncie, Indiana, the same place where uh, Garfield, the cat is based. That is true. And yes, I found, Jim Davis. Yeah, I just did a, an episode uh, called Seeing the Funny Papers, and I didn't realize that Garfield uh, lives in Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> no, well, uh, everything, we got everything. Yeah, tell him I said, hey, please. Uh, but <laughs> Big uh, fan. Big fan. Uh, Vinny, you're on, a, uh, I believe, a bi-weekly horror movie podcast called uh, Midwest Monsters. We are, we are. And, you can and, f- find that on Podbean and mm-hmm. uh, iTunes. And uh, I've been on there a bunch. So if you need a little uh, foot in the door, you can listen to episodes that I've been on. We talked about the new Halloween franchise uh, trilogy. We talked about the Phantasm uh, series. And then it was the movies of 1980. I don't know if you remember. 82, no. Fuck, I can't remember. Sorry. Whatever year Cujo came out. So, because uh, <laughs> I remember watching that one for that one. And uh, I, I don't remember the year, but I, I actually listened to that show. So I can't vouch for it more than I listen. If you'd like horror movies. So <laughs> that's yeah, not what, it, what, what we're talking about today, Vincent. We're talking about Bigfoot. Boom, boom, boom. Um, now, how familiar are are you with Bigfoot? Because I I ran some topics across you, and you said I would like to talk about Bigfoot. Uh, man, I can't remember a time in my life without Bigfoot. Let's be honest here. Uh, my dad 
is Bigfoot obsessed, like more more so than I can mm-hmm. ever claim to be. Uh, so I'm sure that's where that interest came from was early on. Uh, also, I was a kid when Harry and the Hendersons came out, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was an awesome thing. Uh, the Legend of Boggy Creek was mm-hmm. huge. And I was I was just kind of that weird kid anyway. Uh, I had I had my best friend Adam Glass when we were in elementary school. We were we us two were the weirdos mm-hmm. who got the books from the library about UFOs, Bigfoot, yep. supernatural, all that stuff. So yeah, Bigfoot's always always been a big deal. Plus, uh, as you know, I'm I'm really interested in like primatology. And oh specifically yeah. the great apes and so that all kind of that all kind of blends together well you run a, a stand-up show in muncie that i've done a couple times and it's a benefit for the the center for the great apes right yep center for great apes in uh wachula florida uh they are a sanctuary for chimpanzees and orangutans that have been rescued from the entertainment business and the ex- exotic pet trade uh, and they are a permanent sanctuary for these animals to retire to with proper uh, health care and veterinary care, nutrition for the rest of their days, living with their own kind and not being forced to perform in any way, shape or form. Been there twice myself and toured the facilities. It is a, a legit. Who uh, who lives at the at that uh, sanctuary? Uh, they do have some celebrities who live there. Uh, Celebrity monkeys. Yep, Poppy uh, is a a fifty-one-year-old orangutan female. That's uh, that's she, pretty old, I would think, for an she animal. She played right? she she played uh, Clyde's girlfriend from Every Which Way But Loose with Clint okay. Eastwood mm-hmm. uh, back in was it like nineteen eighty. Uh, she also appeared in the movie Going Ape with mm-hmm. Tony Danza and Danny DeVito from nineteen eighty. Okay. Um, and she was used in a Vegas act by a trainer named Bobby Barasini, who was part of a very famous uh, PETA lawsuit, I think in the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, where a dancer had secretly for uh, like a, a week recorded Bobby Barasini physically abusing his apes before he uh, hit stage. That's yeah. where it led the sh- kind of shit where I'm like, should I go... Even to the zoo or like, yes. should I go to the zoo? Should I go see the, you know, the circus? Cause it's like, I know everybody has good intentions and maybe, you know, the elephants aren't harmed, but then accidents happen. And you think that accident would have happened, wouldn't have happened if they just weren't at the circus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Michael Jackson's chimpanzee bubbles also lives there. That's probably mm-hmm. one of the, the bigger celebrity apes that lives there. And, and a rarity for the apes that they have there. Michael Jackson's estate actually does uh, have an allowance for bubbles tear. Okay. So one of the few that whoever owned them previously is still helping out. They've got at the end of tiger King, mm-hmm. Joe exotic is giving away his chimps. Okay. That's where his chimps went. Okay. Yeah, Joe exotics. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's, yep. that's weird to like, uh, it's a celebrity animal. Yeah. And it's not they from had- like an Instagram account, you know? <laughs> They have a chimpanzee there who is over 60 years old. Ah, that's yeah, that's almost old for people, depending on yeah. uh, wh- where you're from. If you say mangoes, yeah. that's old. 
but the, the thing is is every chimp you see like on tv they're seven years old is about as old as they can still be managed before they're too strong okay physically and headstrong mm-hmm. uh and then they're done away with like go to a lab go to wherever uh for the rest the of the pasture, days and, essentially yeah and, and yet can live to be in their 50s and 60s so Man, that's nuts yeah well uh th- th- i guess that's the, your foot into to bigfoot because i uh i was very much like you where i'd get those books from the library i called it the library back then but uh because i said mango but yeah. uh only on valentine's day though. valentine's yeah and uh i remember for two years in a row for science fair one of my science fair projects because i didn't i don't i didn't want to do science fair things that seems <laughs> just boring to me one of them was bigfoot and loch ness monster and then the next year was all aliens and part of that i was like i would recreate i made a plaster cast uh one time and then another as i took pictures of uh air quotes ufos and it was like i would throw a hubcap yeah like <laughs> but it was like that's how much i didn't want to do science things but also i was like this is science adjacent is the study of this type of what what people would call cryptids and cryptozoology yes uh, my my last album that came out is called Bluff Creek, or if you look at online, it's, I think it's called Welcome to Bluff Creek because people uh, wrote it in the thing wrong. But the cover <laughs> is Bigfoot, uh, like, and I that there's a, that's why I called it Bluff Creek because there's Bigfoot material on that album. That kind of stuff. It's like seeing the Patterson Giblin film really affected me when I was oh, a kid, yeah. and wh- why like. I don't know. That's the nerdiest shit to say is like this Bigfoot thing changed my life, <laughs> you know, but it is, it's that, that like, I remember seeing, I want to talk about that later in this podcast, but seeing it was, do you remember that show real TV? Oh yeah. It was like a clip show type deal. And I remember seeing that, the Patterson Gimlin film for the first time on real TV and it scared the shit out of me as a child. <laughs> it was that. And then they had another one where they'd be like, coming up, was this a face in the window? And it was kind of like glowing <laughs> eyes. And I was like, I got to change this. I'm too scared to watch this. <laughs> That's how I used to do with my, when my grandma would babysit on Friday nights. We'd watch Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, yeah. That shit was Robert, scary, too. Yeah. Robert Stack would come on and scare the fuck out of you with his voice like, and she was never seen again. <laughs> and I was like, "This, I mean, she's still out there. And then I'd yeah. go in my room, be terrified. And then the next Friday night, be sitting there with my popcorn, ready to get the shit scared mm-hmm. out of me all over again. Yeah, it was the, even uh, you hear the music. It's like, oh God, I'm about oh, to get yeah. scared. Yeah, for sure. And but that's how, go ahead. The alien autopsy was another one like that. Patterson Gimlin, when yeah. fucking Jonathan Frakes was hosting that. Because mm-hmm. it's like, wait you lend credibility because you're number one, a mm-hmm. fake spaceman. <laughs> and now so my brain says this is more believable because it's getting Will Riker's approval. So yeah, yeah that one, I was a little older on that one. And I was a little more skeptical and like, eh, this is bullshit, mm-hmm. but I'm still not ready to be there for a Patterson Gimlin. No, no. And we'll, 
we'll talk about that and how it's how it's lasted for so long. But let's kind of set our table here, Vinny. All right. uh, we're we're talking about cryptids, which you know we'll use that term are animals that cryptozoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild but aren't recognized by science. So Loch Ness Monster, the Jersey Devil, Mothman, that type of stuff. And cryptozoology is the pseudoscience and subculture that searches for and studies unknown legendary or extinct animals who present uh, present existence, present existence is disputed or uh, unsubstantiated. So all this, the Yeti, Chupacabra, I love all this stuff because I think it's more fun to believe. Yes. Yes. I agree. Um, so that that's what we, we kind of need to know for we're setting up all this stuff. But in, in general, people would say, Vinny, Bigfoot is a large, muscular, bipedal, ape-like creature covered in black, dark brown, or dark reddish hair. And, uh, and this is not in my research, but I would have to say massive dingleberries. <laughs> You're probably right. He doesn't. He doesn't give off the the feeling that he wipes good. No, I don't. I don't think that he wipes at all. Like, <laughs> just shits as he walks. Doesn't even break stride. <laughs> that just picture that like that. a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Have you ever seen a human do that? Where like they're like it was like a a jackass video, and somebody's running, but running at full speed, but shitting at the same time. <laughs> Picture that in your brain. Yes, I'm sure I have. Where it's just like that seems so unnatural <laughs> to be shitting and walking at the same time. He <laughs> uh, can do it. He's an amazing creature. He's he's a yeah, especially you know he's being filmed by two cowboys from the brush. <laughs> like I'll, I'll go ahead and give him a show. <laughs> uh, a lot of you know people say, oh, it was this big? It was that big? So we'll just say you know six to nine feet. Uh, having uh, yeah, uh, some alleged observations describe Bigfoot as more uh, man-like, with reports of a human-like face. Uh, common descriptions: broad shoulders, no visible neck, long arms, and uh, you, you see him in the woods. I didn't know what this term was. You ever shine a flashlight in the woods and you just see some eyes looking back at you, Vinny? Yes, I guess that's called eye shine. I didn't know that. That's uh, when I was a kid, and that's the only reason I know this. When I was about in middle school, I was hung, hanging out with the country kids mm-hmm. for a while, and uh, I went coon hunting one time. Raccoons. And, yep. And they threw, let their dogs loose. Mm-hmm. And then when the dog trees the raccoon, you shine your light up into the tree and mm-hmm. you get the eye shine from the raccoons up in the tree. Yeah. And that's how you know where they're at. So, and that's what people think, you know, a lot of those, because they're saying that like human eyes don't do that. And a Bigfoot and humans very similar, apparently. Uh, so they're saying that's not what that is. It's usually raccoon and owl, something like that. Uh, but I, I guess I should have started this podcast. Have you ever had a Bigfoot thing happen? Because you were on a previous episode of this podcast talking about ghost story type stuff. Uh, which uh, I would tell you, dear listener, to go check out because I love ghost story type stuff. But you've had ghost type experiences. You ever had stuff like that happen? Uh, no, no, no Bigfoot stuff. <clears throat> uh, no, yeah. And I, 
I would probably never go near a woods again if I did. <laughs> yeah, it's... that would that would scare the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. Like if I ever was in a graveyard and saw a ghost in a graveyard, I'm never going to a graveyard again. No, it definitely uh, maybe during the day, but maybe, definitely not maybe. at night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't. I've never had any experience with it. But also because, uh, I mean, I when I was a kid, I used to play out in the woods a bit. But the mm-hmm. woods was not a forest. Like it was a woods in a small town with a creek that ran through it. So mm-hmm. basically, there was a little bit of tree line on either side. It was by no means a forest. Uh, so yeah. really, I've never been in anywhere where I think that anything like that would be plausible. Yeah. The the woods. The, what you're describing is where you keep the dirty magazines in a tree. And we did. Yes. Hollow tree <laughs> with <laughs> dirty magazines, hundred percent and cigarettes. Yeah. You got to have all the supplies out there. And then when you get <laughs> right. older, that's where the, the beer is probably you don't keep the beer, but you go drink it out there in the woods. <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, we somehow had the same childhood. <laughs> uh, some people will say, Oh, Bigfoot. He, he kind of smells. Uh, a little weird. Michael uh, Rugg, uh, the owner of the Bigfoot Discovery Museum in Northern California, claims to have smelled Bigfoot, stating, uh, quote, imagine a skunk that had rolled around in dead animals and hung around the garbage pits. So this thing doesn't s- smell too good, especially with the dingleberries. Yeah, the, probably is really what sours the whole thing. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're downwind <laughs> of some dingleberries. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, of course, that uh, Bigfoot, it's got to have big feet, 610 millimeters for my metric friends, but 24 inches long and eight inches wide or 200 millimeters uh, wide. Now, you, we somehow always talk when I see you about all the Bigfoot hunting type shows. Do you still, are you still into those, Vinny? Uh, not for, ah, man. Anytime there's like a documentary, I am a hundred percent going to watch it. Yeah. Uh, number one, I love documentary weirdos. Oh yeah. Anyway. So those are ripe with weirdos mm-hmm. and documentaries. So I'll give just about any of those a chance. Um, I, because there's one that you, that there's a show that oh. you like, that's not. Oh yeah. Incredible I, at so, all. Right. So if I do watch other than those documentaries, uh, I'm not watching for any kind of credibility. Mountain monsters is 100% the way to go. It is the worst of the fake reality monster slash ghost hunt shows Mm -hmm. you have ever seen in your life. And uh, it's, it's delightful, delightfully bad. This is like it's it's that same format of all these, you know, ghost hunting, Bigfoot hunting shows where wouldn't you know it? Something happens right before the commercial and then they come back from the commercial and turns out the guy just shit himself or something like. (laughs) Yeah, I love they are always firing guns off into the darkness. Like Uh, like safe, safely, of course. Always falling down with mm-hmm. loaded weapons in their hands. Uh, and some of the most 
poorly acted talking head segments you've ever seen in your life. If you've never seen Mountain Monsters, folks, do yourselves a, a service <laughs> and go find it. it. It's delightfully terrible. And the, the, all the guys on this show definitely look like they, if you caught them in the woods, they're not looking for creatures. They're doing something illegal. They oh, have, yeah, it's like sure. the overalls. It's very much like if somebody said, dress up like a cliched redneck. This oh, is what yeah. these guys look like. Yes. Uh, Huckleberry in particular looks well, like the guy's er- name is every- Huckleberry. <laughs> he looks like every Warner Brothers hillbilly you've ever seen in your life. Little cartoons, like wonderful. Uh, there's a uh, trapper, uh, John uh, Trapper uh, Tice. I think R.I.P. Is his name. Oh, R.I.P. he's the R.I.P. Yes. Uh, I did. I I texted you. This happened. I did a show in Ohio. Uh, did some Bigfoot jokes, and afterwards, the guy comes up to me and he says, "You know, my cousin's on Mountain Monsters." And if you send him a story, you tell him a story, he'll give you a hundred dollars for that story. And he's like, doesn't matter if it's true or not. But if uh, <laughs> it's like, I think, I guess they are lacking stories, even though here on their Wikipedia, it says they look for Bigfoot, uh, the Wampus Cat, which I don't know what that is. <laughs> the Grafton Monster, Spearfinger, Werewolf, Hellhound, Lizard Man, Mothman. Wasn't there a goat thing that they look for, Vinny? Oh, if if anybody is going to bother to watch any any of their stuff, you have to find the Sheep Squatch episode <laughs> where Trapper gets Sheep Squatch piss in his eye. <laughs> the greatest television ever. Uh, the, okay, I'm looking at some of their episodes too. Though there, there's Grass Man. I know that creature uh y- yahoo uh werewolf which it's like you're hurting your own credibility when you're like we're just gonna look for vampires and uh sheep squatch is uh this is se- from season uh two if you want to check that out sheep and sheep squatch. squatch is like like west virginia folklore like it's mm-hmm. like it's a thing that it sounds so stupid but it is like a cryptid from that area which that yeah. area is like huge with cryptids yeah of course that west virginia area yeah i do love that other there's a history channel show called monster quest Mm -hmm. uh and it's 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 not as crazy as this because here's one called hogzilla um bloodless howler but uh uh on you could tell the later seasons of monster quest it's it's not even bigfoot or chupacabra it's like the giant eagle where it's like it's just big versions of regular things. It's like Love they it. want to keep going with this with this uh show, but they're running out of monsters, you know. And, and I do love they'll be like, oh, I got some uh on mountain monsters, like I got the chupacabra piss on so to attract the chupacabra. <laughs> well, how did you get the chupacabra piss to begin with? Like yeah, they've always got a guy like A team style building these big elaborate traps like in the uh, middle of the wood. Oh, it's so stupid. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I love, and that's like I watch it, and I know that I'm not gaining any knowledge. This is purely for <laughs> entertainment, and yep. that's okay sometimes, you know. Yep, it is okay. Uh, let's talk about where we get the Bigfoot name. Of course, I, can you imagine it's from from the big ass feet, Vinny? But. Uh, oh, no. A guy named Jerry Crew, 1958, 
he he works at a logging company as a bulldozer operator in Humboldt County, California. Discovers these big uh, footprints, sixteen inches uh, in length, uh, in Six Rivers National Forest. Upon informing his co-workers, many claim to have seen similar tracks on previous job sites, as well as telling of odd incidents such as an oil drum weighing 450 pounds. Uh, it, it got moved and that you don't move 450 uh, very easily. <laughs> uh, the logging company men soon began utilizing quote Bigfoot uh, to describe all this stuff. And uh, this guy, uh, Jerry Cruz sends in pictures to local newspapers uh, he he says Bigfoot, and then it gets picked up by the L.A. Times, New York Times. You know, there we go. That's how we get the term Bigfoot. But wouldn't you know it, Vinny, in 2002, uh, the, the, the family of Jerry Cruz's deceased co-worker Ray Wallace, devious Ray Wallace, <laughs> revealed a collection of large carved wooden feet stored in his basement. They stated that Wallace had been secretly making the footprints and was responsible for the tracks discovered by uh, crew. Well, how did he move that 450 pound <laughs> drum? I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like when I made the, that plaster foot uh, footprint back in, in like seventh grade, I made it out of aluminum foil. And I tried to make it look like a foot, and then you put uh, put the plaster of Paris in there. So this guy was like having the the footprints and stuff with the like almost like snow waders on top of his shoes, I guess. <laughs> ah. Uh, but like, but what's what's the the end game for this guy to have these wooden footprints, and then just go back to where he works, <laughs> and or yeah. after work. But you know what? Kudos for him to be able to keep his mouth shut for that long. Yeah, till till death. <laughs> like, yeah. How how do you uh, keep that? You didn't tell anybody. All right. But I just like that's the thing is like when you see people hoaxing things, I would assume the end game is money or profit. Yeah. But it's like this guy's just doing it for the love of the game, just out in the <laughs> woods walking around. <laughs> Also strong as hell to be able to move 450 pounds of oil. Yeah. He missed his calling, apparently. I pe- yeah, he should have been in a sideshow or something like that. <laughs> now, of course, we, get, we have the name Bigfoot, and uh, Sasquatch is uh, probably interchangeable. And then, I, you know, I say Yeti is similar. It's like Snow Bigfoot or a really expensive cooler, depending on who you are. <laughs> But I, I would say those are all similar. I know if you know if you're a real Bigfoot type person, you're going to argue with me about Yeti, which I don't care. Uh, but <laughs> like we have other names for it, like Australia is the Yowie, the Skunk Ape in Florida, Grassman in Ohio, uh, the Falk Monster in Arkansas. Uh, this is my favorite in Virginia, Wood Booger. <laughs> uh, that's the first time I've heard that one. Yeah, that's. That's the first I've heard of it, but I, I'm only going to refer to Bigfoot as Wood Booger from out from now on. <laughs> Welcome to Wood Booger, home of the Wood Booger. Can I take your order? <laughs> uh, oh shit! Uh, the monster of Whitehall in Whitehall, New York. We have the Momo in Missouri. Isn't Momo like 
a term that somebody would be like, look at this Momo over here. Isn't that, you shouldn't <laughs> say that, right? Like I, I, I uh, watched, I'd started a documentary like twice that was on Amazon uh, mm-hmm. with the Momo and I just could not keep me interested. Okay. Uh, Honey Island Swamp Monster in Louisiana, Dewey Lake Monster in Michigan, Mogul and Monster in Arizona, the Big Muddy Monster in Southern Illinois, uh, and then the the Old Men of the Mountain in West Virginia. That's creepier to me is the, <laughs> yeah, the Old shit. Men of the Mountain. Yeah, because that that there kind of harkens to like uh, the way primates and other parts of the world were referred to for mm-hmm. because in uh, <clears throat> orangutans were the the people of the woods. Yeah, like and that that's the part that's interesting because all of those animals started off as something that locals told stories about. Mm-hmm. but pe- people hadn't seen so and a lot of that is is like uh, here in the united states is based on like native american folklore and i did some research on it but i'm trying to like whittle it down to the the juiciest of the juicy Vinny. and it's all <laughs> they'd have you know the the hairy man or whatever and there's there's paintings and stuff like that from back in the day and that's it's also do you th- i think it lends credibility where like this is a thing that's all around the world as people will see things in the woods, you know? Right. Uh, and it's yeah. Almost every culture has their own mm-hmm. and have for a long time. So it does lend some credit, but uh, like dragons is, is another thing that kind of comes mm-hmm. to mind as well, where how, how did humanity as a whole across the globe in a time when, we weren't connected the way we are now. How did we all have the same thing if there wasn't something to it? Yeah. Like the hairy men in the woods. I'm like, sure. I can believe that. But then when you said dragon dragons, it really ruins the credibility. (laughs) (laughs) But it is interesting how we do all have those. Like, I think, what do they say? Most uh, ancient societies have a flood story like yeah. a Noah's Ark type deal. And uh-huh. it is interesting how, you know, we didn't, we are not texting each other back in, a, you know, 500 years or whatever, <laughs> but it was like, we all kind of have similar stories. Yeah, um, it's like back then people from other parts of the world had family members who were calling green peppers, mangoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take the mango. <laughs> And you you wash your ass with it. Or, I don't know. <laughs> that that is an Indiana thing. Is wash, wash, uh, war. Did you guys have a? Do you say wash? I I had people in my family who said wash. My mm-hmm. wife's grandmother is ninety, and mm-hmm. she says wash. <laughs> wash it off. <laughs> you gotta wash. Go wash it off. Wash yeah. it. That sounds like a a Massachusetts thing. You go wash <laughs> it off. <laughs> uh it's not surprising that uh some people in indiana uh throw in the hard r in words that d- d- doesn't need it or uh now we have you know there's some explanations or proposed explanations of what people think these things are uh bigfoot i mean like uh bears black bears have been observed and recorded walking upright we've all been to the circus right Right. I don't I don't know that I've ever seen a bear at the circus, but 
you know, they can stand uh, five to seven feet tall and grizzly bears stand on their hind legs from eight to nine feet tall. You know, I could see how that people would be like, that. that's a Bigfoot, you know, a bear, a bear's gait as well uh, plays into it. I, uh, their, their front paws mm-hmm. as they walk the print that's left there, usually the back foot comes up and into that print a little bit. Okay. And if, and if it has rained at all, it kind of washes the middle out and mm-hmm. extends the heat. What the heel out. Cause if you've seen a bear's back foot, it kind of goes back into an elongated pad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, people have attributed that to what people perceive to be Bigfoot track, Bigfoot tracks as well. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't, yeah, yeah. I could see that for sure. And it's like, we all want to find nobody bear tracks are cool, but also scary, but we all kind of, <laughs> I think want to find some Bigfoot tracks, you know? And I think that a bear could probably move a 450 pound <laughs> drum. <laughs> so if it had oil or picnic baskets in it, I bet it could do both. <laughs> or a small smack roll of honey. <laughs> uh, according to data scientist, uh, flow Fox and, more people report seeing Bigfoot in areas with uh, documented black bear populations. Wouldn't you know it? More bears, mo problems. Uh, <laughs> 2007, the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization put forward uh, photos showing a juvenile Bigfoot. The Pennsylvania Game Commission, however, stated that those photos were just a, a bear with mange. <laughs> My a BFRO is a big thing for my dad oh yeah the bs so the bigfoot field research organization is he a member yeah. can you even join that one i don't know that he's a member but he keeps up on like his his websites okay because my dad's not on facebook mm-hmm. but he's he'll be like the moderator of a chat room still in, <laughs> in 2021 <laughs> or 2023 i don't know what year is it apparently yeah sometimes <laughs> i do forget what year it is uh, <laughs> But so how, like, what kind of Bigfoot guy is your dad? Uh, man, there, he, it exists mm-hmm. to dad. There's no, it's there, not, if it there exists, is no, it is. no, there is, there is no question. It mm-hmm. exists. Uh, and I have heard him parlay it into biblical stuff mm-hmm. before, uh, explaining the, the, the Bigfoot as a supernatural being, not just as a, a cryptid, a mammal, but supernatural in that they can literally cloak themselves or vanish and shit like that. Like, I'm not saying he believes that, but that that's a thing he's heard and, yeah. and regurgitated to me. Well, and I, th- I think if you're a guy trying to entertain, what is this thing? At least you say, that's a possibility, maybe you know, it were it's it's like we're already talking about at length a, a thing that lives in the woods. It's a hairy man creature thing. So is it that far to to believe it's also an alien or a ghost or whatever? It's like right, we're already here, so we could at least talk about it. But uh, you know, I think those 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 Bigfoot people, Vinny, are crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the For- same one. <laughs> For him, for him, it, it's real. And yeah. uh, being raised in that environment, I was that for mm-hmm. a very long time. I'm only like now where I'm like, you know, 
Mm-hmm. It could not be real. Yeah. Like uh, there, I at least entertain the question that it, it, it could not be a thing, mm-hmm. but 20 years ago, no, sir. I would yeah. have never entertained that it couldn't be, that it wasn't a thing. I, you're so you're telling me that I met you too late in your life. I should have <laughs> gone back at least. And it, it's also, we, we can talk about whether we think it's real or not, maybe later in the podcast, but it's also, we, we live in um, 2021 or 2023, depending on what year <laughs> you think it is. And it's like, we all have cameras in our pockets and we're not getting any more big. And that, videos, really. and that is exactly. I think what the turning point has been for me mm-hmm. is because literally everyone has a camera in their pocket. And not only do they have a camera in their pocket, this isn't 16 millimeter film. Yeah. This is digital clarity and quality. Why is it that every time there is a new Bigfoot video, it's looks like it's filmed by the people who filmed the Blair Witch Project. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's shaky and yeah, yeah. No one can. I'm, yeah, those are the things that made me be like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe yeah. I've been lied to my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I dedicated my whole spirit and soul to something that's not real. Um, another theory we have one here, Vinny, is escaped apes. Uh, some have proposed that sightings of Bigfoot may simply be uh, people observing and misidentifying known uh, great apes such as chimpanzees, gorillas, uh, orangutans that have escaped captivity such as zoos, circuses, exotic pets, and all that stuff. I find that to be highly unlikely mm-hmm. because most of the time when you have at Eight great apes that have been raised by humans mm-hmm. they are not returnable to the wild mm-hmm. because they don't know how to be apes they've yeah they, they've been given food and kept in a cage yes so the idea that they could then escape and go out into the woods in fucking uh kentucky or someplace and know enough to find and forage food to sustain them because it takes a shitload of food Mm -hmm. (laughs) to feed these things for Mm -hmm. starters secondly the how long ago would these things have had to have escaped aside from orangutans uh great apes are are uh a group culture Mm-hmm. They they live in large groups. They they have to have that interaction, that type of thing. I think if you did see one, it'd be nuts if it had lived solitary like that. Uh, yeah. The other the other thing <clears throat> is the size. A chimpanzee standing completely upright, adult male, is going to be about four and a half to five feet tall. Mm-hmm. Hardly. The, that, that's the a, a baby bigfoot yeah hardly the eight foot adonis we're led to believe is walking around with dingleberries in the woods <laughs> uh, and even a even like i say a silverback gorilla like upright six feet yeah and i mean that that's big that's that's a monstrous animal that's a but, shit your britches in the woods <clears throat> if you saw it you know <laughs> yeah 
but I just don't think there's any way one that they have escaped into the wilderness and uh, or what? How would they procreate? I just I don't know that theory. I don't think that's a solid theory. Well, if next. I may, if I <laughs> next, if I may quote Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park, life uh, finds a way. Yeah, I guess so. Another theory is uh, humans. So here's a lot of uh, times where humans were maybe have been mistaken for Bigfoot. Uh, 2013, a 20 year old, 21 year old man in Oklahoma was arrested after he told law enforcement he accidentally shot his friend in the back while their group was allegedly hunting Bigfoot. The old uh, Dick Cheney <laughs> type thing where it's like, yeah, you got to be a little more organized. Like I've never really been hunting, but I know you got to like know where your people are in the group. Uh, my dad was a hoaxer when he was a teenager he had the, My, he was the walking around in footprints and they had uh he and some friends were part of campus life ministries mm-hmm. when they were teenagers and they took a trip to i guess there was a campgrounds i don't know where at in florida or what campground mm-hmm. but they would go once a year i guess on this this camp for a week and on one of the trips, he dad said that back in these days that movies kind of made their loop. They started out in one place in the country and then would move throughout yeah. the country. So, so as opposed to like, hey, the movie's out everywhere right now, it's like it would kind of the movie would kind of tour, right? Yes, yes. So they went to one night before they went to the camp, they went, stopped and they went and saw a movie at the movie mm-hmm. theater. And most of the kids went and saw another movie. I can't remember what movie he said, but dad and like three of his friends went into this other one called the legend of boggy Creek. Mm -hmm. So they watched this thing and got this idea. So then when they went to this camp, they, the biggest kid that they were friends with uh, went out and pulled some Spanish moss down and draped it over his head and his shoulders and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And they would position him up walking trails from where they knew people would be walking and Mm -hmm. it'd be a distance away. And then he would just kind of take a step or two over the trail so that people would catch a glimpse so they get this buzz going, right? Yeah. Uh, So another night they had him go out and they had a bullhorn, you know, like Jimmy Mouth of the South Heart. Yeah. And he, he walked out a little bit into this woods and started letting out yells and Mm-hmm. growls and all this other shit you know and he did that for a couple nights and dad said that one night he came tearing ass back out of there like what's the matter and he had just gotten spooked he said man i just sitting there thinking what if a bull alligator thinks this is a mating call or something <laughs> you know so he didn't do any work but yeah he, so dad was a hoaxer back then so there are probably people from the 70s mm-hmm Telling their grandkids about the time they saw the skunk ape when they were in Florida. And yeah. it was just my dad and his dickhead friends <laughs> draping Spanish moss around a fucking big dude. Yeah. And I do love that your dad's still into it, but also faked it back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's like with wrestling is you could be the in wrestling. You call a, a fan, a Mark, like, a, uh-huh. you know, but then, some of the biggest marks are the wrestlers where it's 100%. like a mark is maybe a derogatory term of like, Oh, we pulled one over on this mark, but then you yourself are a mark because you believe in <laughs> yes. wrestling so much, you know? Yep. Yep. 
2017, a shamanist wearing clothing made of animal furs was vacationing in North Carolina when local reports of alleged Bigfoot sightings flooded in. Greenville Police Department issued a public notice not to shoot Bigfoot for fear of mistakenly injuring or killing someone in a fursuit. Uh, also later, uh, back in 2021, that same guy stormed the Capitol. So, <laughs> that may or may not be true. I don't know. And, the, and those reasons right there are why I would never participate in a hoax where I was in the monster outfit. Yeah. Because but, I'm not trying to get shot. Unless it's full Kevlar, which I know it's not. <laughs> you know, Right, right. 2018, a person was shot at mo- uh, multiple times by a hunter near Helena, Montana, who claimed he mistook him for Bigfoot. And I, we've been recently watching Yellowstone. I just assumed that was Kevin Costner protecting his <laughs> land. Uh, also, uh, okay, here's here's one. Uh, do you know what the, the concept of uh, pareidolia is? Do you know what that is? I don't believe so. It's uh, and I had heard it on a bunch of other like uh, coast to coast AM radio shows, like a paranormal stuff that we'll talk about Bigfoot or other other podcast. But uh, pareidolia is uh, the phenomenon where humans tend to see human like faces and figures without the natural within the natural environment. So like a good maybe not a natural environment, but like, let's say I have right over here to my right, you have a little uh, wall plug in, you plug in all your stuff. We've all looked at that and seen a face, the two prongs in the, in the mouth, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a coat hook that with like two screws in it. Like it, we all, we will just see faces in certain things, you know? Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. that concept of uh, pareidolia. And sometimes okay. you, you you go from maybe looking at your phone in the, in the nighttime or at a flashlight, and then you go look in the trees and your eyes can kind of just play tricks on you as you put a face to something that's not even even there, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that's a one of the concepts is uh, pareidolia. Um, now we've got some famous hoaxers aside from your dad, Vinny. Here's some <laughs> other ones that this is the stuff I really enjoy. Uh, 1968, the frozen corpse of a supposed hair covered ho- uh, hominid. Uh, measuring five feet, 11 inches was paraded around the U S as part of a traveling exhibition. Uh, many stories surface as to its origins, such as it had been killed by hunters in Minnesota or killed by American soldiers near Da Nang and Vietnam. Uh, primatologist John uh, Napier studied the subject concluded. It was a hoax made of latex. Others disputed this claim uh, saying Napier did not study the original subject. And as of 2013, the subject dubbed the Minnesota Iceman was on display at the Museum of the Weird in Austin, Texas. I have heard of that. I And that's the thing is like, I know it's a hoax, but I, if you're probably very much like me where I'd still go pay to see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I for sure. I forgot to mention that just over my shoulder right here, Vinny, and we'll talk about it, the Patterson Gimlin film, but this is a picture of Bigfoot that I bought from Bob Gimlin, one of the guys who shot that video. And you, I, you met him too, right? At that convention. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, right up there is okay. the same photo. <laughs> I, don't you, I don't know if you can see that or not. Right up. Oh here. yeah, I can see it now for sure. Yep, yep. I forgot yep. To, to mention that, and it's like, 
we're we're a grown adult men that probably would say if if it came down to it, choose yes or no. We might we might say no, but I also I'll give this guy some money and have him sign it and take a picture with him. Like it's like I don't I know the Minnesota Iceman's not real, but I'll I'll pay some money to go see him. Look, if the Patterson Gimlin shit is a hoax, I don't fucking care. That <laughs> that is the single most important thing to Bigfoot lore mm-hmm. that has ever fucking happened. Mm-hmm. And if it is a hoax. And you pulled it off for this long? Respect. Good for you. I'll give you, I don't know, I don't even remember what I paid, but it was I don't over $20. I paid, but I know that I I wait, because my buddy always has a booth at these, because he makes uh, Halloween masks, uh, yeah. pumpkinpulp.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always work his booth with him. So being vendors, obviously we're there earlier than ever, the marks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And we were like, circling like mm-hmm. hawks waiting on it to be time so that we could rush over and meet bob gimlin i go see the bigfoot man and yeah. like at that same convention this was a horror movie convention that had like a side room of aliens and stuff and like they had the guy from ancient aliens i don't know what his name is but it's crazy hair guy yeah he's the meme guy essentially he was there like so and i didn't meet him but it was like I you would, know who I else would... was there that I regret not meeting? Who? Travis. Uh, I can't think of his last name for Fire in the Sky. Oh, yeah. The guy that wrote the Fire in the Sky book. Yeah, yeah. Is that like yeah. The, probably the most fa- famous alien abduction mm-hmm. tale ever. And he was there and I, I just wasn't, I guess, interested in it at that time. And, and didn't yeah. meet him. I kicked myself in the ass for that. But very importantly, who else was there was Keith Crabtree who played the Falk monster in the legend of boggy Creek. Okay. Did you meet him? Oh fuck. Yeah. I met him. Yeah. Got my pick with him. Like the whole <laughs> night he was, he was cool as fuck and gigantic. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. He's a big dude. And that that's, I, I asked you if that movie is worth buying. Cause I couldn't find it anywhere. And I think it's on YouTube and you're like, definitely you should buy that. And I still have not seen legend of boggy Creek. Uh, uh, they yeah. they did a 4K restoration of that uh, that mm-hmm. on blue that okay. uh, I don't own it, but everyone who it this is a movie that fell into the public domain. Okay, the copyright wasn't renewed for whatever reason, mm-hmm. so anyone can show it. Yeah, no fees, no nothing. So all of the copies that are available are pretty beat up. Mm-hmm. Copies uh, of so, copies of copies. Yes, so. I want to say that his daughter, Pamela Pierce, had a something to do with the restoration. So they restored it. So now, like, they own that fancy print. Like, okay. you can't go show that fancy print anywhere. That That's copywritten, but, like, the original thing you can. But yeah. anyway, everyone I met who bought it said it's a whole different thing now with it. But it doesn't ruin it either. It I'll was always a it cheap... It's always, like, a cheap gorilla suit in the distance. Like, it, don't get me wrong. It's it, But... It's documentary style reenactments mm-hmm. with the people who are a lot of them actually the stories came from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got to see the legend of Body Body Creek. I'll, I'm I really do want to check that. I just haven't for some reason. Um, other hoaxers: Tom Biscardi, longtime Bigfoot enthusiast and CEO of Searching for Bigfoot Inc., appeared on Coast to Coast AM, which if you don't know is a 
overnight talk show, radio, radio talk show, paranormal stuff, all that. Uh, July 14, 2005 said he was 98% sure that his group uh, will be able to capture a Bigfoot, which uh, they had been tracking in the Happy Camp, uh, California area. A month later, he's back on the show. Uh, he had saying he had access to a captured Bigfoot and it was arranging a pay-per-view event very much like Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, so to see it, he appeared on coast to coast, uh, again, a few days later to announce that there was no captive Bigfoot. He blamed an, uh, unnamed woman for misleading him. And he said that the show's audience was gullible. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the goddamn show telling people that you found something. And then how how are you getting mad at the people for believing the thing that you said to them? Yeah, that just makes you a liar. Yeah, you're a liar. Uh, <laughs> I, I always like he, he's setting it up for pay-per-view. And I I do love any time like somebody like a like the finding Bigfoot people or anything. You live in this the paranormal realm and then you're on like a talk show and they always say, you know, I got a lot of stuff I just can't talk about right now, Conan, but we, we're working on some stuff. And it's like you don't have shit going on. Yeah, you don't have anything going on. You but it's always watch. Always watch. Yeah, we got some stuff in the fire that we really can't talk about right now. Is but it going to be it's going to be yeah. big. Is it a Bigfoot? Because that's like. <laughs> If it's anything but a Bigfoot, nobody gives a shit. Or when they're like, this is really the best footage uh, since the Patterson-Gimlin footage. And you see it and it's like, I ain't no fucking better than the Patterson. <laughs> That's shittier. Uh, but it's in 4K. It's shitty in 4K. <laughs> uh, July 9, 2008, Rick Dyer and Matthew uh, Witten posted a video on YouTube claiming they had discovered the body of a dead Bigfoot in northern Georgia. And they they named him Rick Matt. Uh, Tom Biscardi was uh, contacted to investigate uh, Dyer and Witten. Uh, he received uh, fifty thousand dollars from the Searching for Bigfoot Inc. The story was covered on a lot of places: BBC, CNN, ABC, Fox News. Soon after a press conference, the alleged Bigfoot body was delivered in a block of ice in a freezer with the searching to the Searching for Bigfoot team. Uh, when they uh, the contents were thawed, observers found that the hair was not real, the head was hollow, and the feet were rubber. Dyer and Witten admitted they uh, hoaxed the whole thing. I do love that they made the thing and then put it in a block of ice. They had stuffed it with a roadkill, too, I do believe. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, and, uh, it, like, I remember seeing the picture because its tongue was sticking out, which was like a beef tongue they bought from the butcher, <laughs> butcher shop. Yeah, yeah. But it, like, it automatically looked like, oh yeah, I think I've seen that suit on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I had that suit. <laughs> yeah. And, and then this Tom Biscardi guy's like, "How much do you want for it? <laughs> Fifty and, grand." Yeah, and pays something stupid. There yeah. was there there was a rumor years ago that that freezer was in use at one of the breweries in Muncie in the back. <laughs> yeah. We don't have Bigfoot, but we have the freezer that kept we got this the fake freezer. Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that would you, you guys only paid $25,000 for that in Muncie. <laughs> what a steal. Uh, and put it in the back where no one could see it. <laughs> uh, from DNA test. Okay. Uh, January, uh, 2014, Rick Dyer, uh, 
So he, th- this is the guy from the previous uh, Bigfoot hoax. The guy that uh, I'm trying. Okay, so we just had the one where they faked it in the block of ice. Fast forward to 2014. Rick Dyer uh, said he killed the Bigfoot in September 2012 outside of San Antonio. So the guy's already faked Bigfoot once, but now he said this one's real. <laughs> DNA test to 3D optical scans uh, to body scans. It's the real deal, he said. It's a Bigfoot, uh, and Bigfoot's here, and I shot it, and now I'm proving it to the world. He said that he kept the body in a hidden location and intended to take it uh, onto across America in 2014. Release photos of the body. Video showing a few individuals' reactions to seeing it. So not seeing the not the body, but you weren't watching two girls one cup. You were watching two people watch two girls one cup, essentially. But never uh, released any test uh, or scans. He refused to disclose the test results and wouldn't. You know, he did. Sounds, he wouldn't go on. Sounds Maury. like an open and shut. <laughs> True story to me. Uh, he, yeah, he's saying, no, I, I won't release anything. And I, I went to a real lab, but I can't tell you what the real lab is and all that stuff. You know, sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Show enough do. On March 28, 2014, he admitted on his Facebook page that his uh, Bigfoot corpse was another hoax. He this had paid a bitch. Chris Russell of Twisted Toy Box uh, to manufacture the prop from latex foam and camel hair which he nicknamed Hank uh, Dyer earned approximately $60,000 from the tour uh, from the second Bigfoot corpse. He stated that he did kill a Bigfoot, but he did not take the real body on tour for fear that it would be stolen. <laughs> oh my God. You already fake Bigfoot twice. And then you're like, I did, but I didn't, you know, this is like the, uh, the road prop. I didn't want to bring the real things. Uh, I All hate right. this guy. I but I I I love the hustle. Yeah, I I actually did kill it. This one, th- those other two were fake. But <laughs> all right, let's talk about the Patterson Gimlin film. We've been talking about it the whole show, but uh, footage was filmed alongside Bluff Creek in uh, Orleans, California. Uh, the were Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin. Uh, Patterson died of cancer in 1972, but Bob Gimlin is still alive, currently 91 years old. We, we met him. What five years ago would you say, Vinny? Probably. This guy's still uh, a cowboy. Like he, yeah, still still breaking wild horses too. Uh, Uh, Five years ago, he was still breaking wild horses. I mean, he was. I don't know where he lives now, but let's say he's he was eighty eighty seven, and this guy's getting on a plane. He's eighty five, getting on a plane, traveling, taking pictures with people. I wish I was that. Hell yeah! You know. Yeah, for real. Yeah, faux show. Uh the the full movie, the the video, it's 59.5 seconds and the the whole Bigfoot stuff is 53 seconds and uh, the stuff I read would be much longer, but apparently, you know, they're riding along this creek bed and uh it's important to note that Patterson was very big into Bigfoot beforehand and that's where I get skeptical. Because supposedly he had seen tracks in that area before, and that's why he had a camera with him mm-hmm. on horseback, was out looking for it. Yeah, there, there. He's like he's wanting to make like a documentary stuff, so that's why they had the camera 
Because when I was before the research, I was like, but why would they just be filming riding? And, you know, apparently they saw the Bigfoot and they had to get the camera out. And back in the day, it's like, you, I don't know what the camera was, but it's like you can only shoot this amount of footage on a, the thing before you had to turn the reel over. What you know, yeah, get yeah. a new reel. Um, and then also, it's like I said before previously, when you hope when you fake a hoax, I would assume the the hoax is is money. You want to get money, right? You know, and he did make some money off this. He was on uh, made a deal with the BBC. And they made a docudrama, uh, and in return for letting him uh, make use that footage and stuff, he got to tour with the docudrama, and then he he melded that into his own documentary, uh, and he toured with this guy named Al uh, Dialtle, I think is how you say it. It was a modest financial success, and uh, Dialtle estimated his fifty percent of the film's profits was around seventy five thousand dollars. That's a lot now. But back in the day, still a lot of money. Yeah. Well, this is this is where Patterson didn't do himself any favors. Mm-hmm. So Bob Gimlin claims mm-hmm. that after this broke and went everywhere, he had people pulling up outside of his house at 3 a.m., drunk, hopping out. Let's go, go show me where you found Bigfoot and this mm-hmm. and that. So Gimlin wanted to distance himself from the thing. Yeah. So he didn't want to be part of this tour where they take the the footage around and show it places. Mm-hmm. So what Patterson does instead is he hires somebody to be Bob Gimlin at these events. <laughs> so then that's fine when you're in other areas, but once yeah. you get someplace with somebody who knows Bob Gimlin, mm-hmm. sees this guy, he's like, hey, that ain't fucking Bob Gimlin. Yeah. So that's where you hurt your own credibility if you're mm-hmm. if you're Patterson. Um, and then as time went on, then probably after uh, Patterson died, Bob Gimlin decides he wants to be part of it again. Yeah, uh, Bigfoot man. Right. Uh, I I have heard people say that this costume was made by I believe. Uh, what's not Ruby's costumes? Was it? It's either uh, Philip Morris. Philip, was, yeah, uh, yeah, Morris costumes. Morris costumes. So uh, in 2002, this guy Philip Morris of Morris costumes says, "Hey, I'm I made that." And and uh, Morris costumes still exist. They're always at all the the uh, ha- Halloween and haunt trade shows every mm-hmm. year. Um, I've heard that you can see the suit in an episode of Lost in Space. Okay. That's yeah. And I've done a Google search and I'm not completely convinced. Yeah. But it had it had tits. I I'm all for that. Like the the Patterson Gimlin footage is widely believed to be a female. Female Bigfoot, yeah. Patty is what they call and, her. Yeah, that's what Bob Bob Gimlin referred to to the creature as was Patty because they mm-hmm. said it was female. Uh, of course, it's notoriously a shaky bit of footage. Yeah. Uh, they claimed that their horses were going ape shit. No mm-hmm. pun intended. Uh, 
but of course now you can search online and uh with technology they've stabilized the video yeah there was like just recently i think kind of what made me want to do this episode even though i've always wanted to do this episode is there was like a 4k <laughs> stabilization yeah of it and i'm you gonna know? be i'm gonna be honest with you i'm no more or less convinced seeing it stabilized than i was when it was shaking yeah to me, no, it, there's just yeah. as much doubt it, it didn't sway me one way or the other nope not at all um and back to your like him hiring somebody to play bob gimlin mm-hmm. in 95 almost three decades after patterson gimlin filming greg long a technical writer for a technology f- uh, firm who had a hobby of investigating and writing about Northwest mysteries uh, started years of interviewing people who knew Patterson. Some of them described him as a liar and a con man. <laughs> uh, so essentially I could go through all these, but it's like, he said, Oh, I'd, I'll pay you this for helping me out with the Bigfoot thing or whatever, you know, projects after the the thing was shot and he just wasn't paying people. Yeah. So it's like, he's, he seems like a, a shyster. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that doesn't help the credibility, but then there are a lot of people that'll see the Patterson Gilman film Vinny and they'll try to debunk it. Uh, there like, are a lot of people who will take one look at it and say, Oh, okay. A guy in a gorilla suit. Yeah, and but that, me, I mean, if it was I've fake, seen, that's I've, definitely what it is. If it's fake, yeah, you know. Yeah, but I've seen Guy in a Gorilla Suit. Mm-hmm. You've and, seen the Three Stooges. <laughs> right, right. And and I've even Rick Baker's King Kong outfit from mm-hmm. the 70s King Kong. I still think that this looks, I will say better, because it still looks, it's a good ape suit. Yeah. But I don't know, something, there's something about it like the face, mm-hmm. even though it's blurry, no matter what you do, I don't know. Something about the design of it to me says, why would a person design it that way? Yeah. Well, who, who was Rick Baker, Benny? Uh, Rick Baker, uh, the world famous makeup and special effects, man. He, uh, Oscar winning it. He is actually his work on an American werewolf in London is why the special effects Oscar was created. Mm hmm. He he did uh, the the movie Harry and the Hendersons, yes. Uh, and he he chimed in. He said it looked like a cheap fake fur. <laughs> After seeing uh, Patty, he said that John Chambers had a creepy walk around suit that he sold as a gag to be played on a guy that shot the film. So John Chambers, I think, is a guy that uh, sells uh, sells suits and stuff, right? Uh, John Chambers, if I'm not mistaken, is the man who revolutionized Hollywood makeup with the first Planet of the Apes movie. That's right. Cause actually in my notes, he's the next guy we're going to talk about. So I got confused. Uh, later on, uh, Baker studio stated that he no longer believes that John Chambers sold that suit. Okay. So Academy award winning monster maker, John Chambers did the stuff for Planet of the Apes. In 97, yes. uh, an interview in a nursing home with a Bigfooter, uh, Bobby Short. And uh, for some reason, she's wearing a nurse's uniform in this. <laughs> in this I don't know why in this uh, uh, interview. He denied rumors that he had created a costume for uh, the Patterson subject saying, I'm good, but I'm not that good. He concluded that if the creature is a man in a suit, that it is no ordinary gorilla suit. 
It is not something they bought or rented in a store. It would have been something tailor-made. He also felt like that it may have been made out of real animal fur. So we have Rick Baker calling BS, but we have John Chambers saying, I'm good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> I, uh, I There's a certain charm to the Patterson-Gimlin footage. Mm-hmm. I, and frankly, I don't want it to send an answer. No. It's again, it's more fun to believe it is. And I think that's really where, where I am with Bigfoot is Mm -hmm. it's just more fun to, to believe. Can I have anything? Can I have (laughs) something Vinny? (laughs) (laughs) For real? Yeah. Uh, Stan Winston, who's Stan Winston? Uh, Stan Winston was yet another icon of uh, special effects and movies from, you know, probably mostly the eighties and Mm nineties. Into the 2000s. Academy Award winning. He said, it's a guy in a a bad hair suit. Sorry. He also (laughs) added that if uh, one of my colleagues created this for a movie, he would be out of business. (laughs) Uh, So we have, you know, some of the the people that made some of the best uh, effects ever. Some are saying yes. Some are saying no. We have this guy, Philip Morris, said, I sold the suit. I did that. And then we have a guy who claims to be the guy in the suit. This is where we'll end. A guy named Bob Hieronymus says he had not previously publicly decided to discuss his role in the hoax because he hoped that to be paid eventually. And I guess when you're dealing with Roger Patterson, the money is a little slow. Uh A month after watching the uh, December 28th, 1998 Fox TV special World's Greatest Hoaxes, Secrets Finally Revealed, question mark. He went public uh, on January 30th saying, "Uh, I'm telling the truth. I'm tired uh, after 37 years Uh, in in the book, The Making of Bigfoot. Several people can support his claims. uh, And I could go through them, but most of them are they say, oh, yeah, we saw the suit in the back of his car. We saw that suit. You know what I say to all them people? Uh, -uh. (laughs) Uh, Nuh-uh. How did he move that 450-pound barrel oil? huh? (laughs) And then uh, somebody put together, uh, Bob Hieronymus is saying the suit is one thing. Philip Morris, I think that's the guy's name, right? Uh, Let me see. Yeah, Philip Morris is saying the suit is something else, and their stories don't match up. Uh, mainly the material used to make it the top and and pants versus a onesie style suit. Uh, And I hope it was a onesie style that had the butt flap so you could take the Bigfoot dumps. (laughs) That way you didn't get dingleberries. (laughs) Dingleberries. And then the hands uh, and feet. uh, One says the feet and hands were attached. The others say they were separate. So, and I, I say all this to say on the podcast, Vinny, we still don't know. We don't know. It's it's life's greatest mystery. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's come down to it. If it's a hundred percent Bigfoot exists, fifty uh, percent is uh, halfway. You know that's how fifty percent works. Yeah. Uh, for what, what do you what are you saying? Bigfoot exists. What's your percentage? Man. Now, forty five year old man sitting mm-hmm. here, uh, having lived in the world. And especially in the world of technology, mm-hmm. the last decade or so, the percentage drops for me. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm probably at 50 50 at this point in my life. 
Fuck uh, on the fence. Not you won't commit the shit. That's your problem, I'm right, Vinny? <laughs> <laughs> I just because I I I am anything is possible. Yeah. So anything is possible. I the more we tear away habitats and expand as the virus that is humanity mm-hmm. on this planet uh with everybody having cameras on them it becomes less and less plausible to me that an animal of this size especially there it's not one of them mm-hmm. there's there's a population of them mm-hmm. to still be undiscovered gets less and less likely to me as time goes on if you were to find this in an Amazon rainforest or something, mm-hmm. a rainforest someplace, I'm okay. Yeah. Because it's deep in, not touched. Uh, I could believe maybe in the uh, Pacific Northwest yeah, where you get a lot of vast expanse, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. there. But I find it less and less likely when people say – I see there's been Bigfoot sightings at Prairie Creek Reservoir. <laughs> no, no, there hasn't. Yeah. You know, I, no, no, there's not. I seen Bigfoot at Connor Prairie. Yeah. Which, I, which is an old timey village you can go on a field trip when you're a kid. <laughs> like so I I think it's possible. But yeah. the more time goes by, the less plausible I start to find it. One, it's uh, no, we've never even found like parts of a dead one, right? Then right. that that also, then it's like, are they smart enough to bury their dead, or they're like, shh, we gotta hide him from the humans. And I think the the sheer size of the creature, and mm-hmm. and yes, uh, nature can dispose of quickly, yeah, very quickly. Uh, but we're talking, you're talking reports of eight to ten feet sometimes mm-hmm. for these things yeah uh, i think the most the most likely explanation and again i believe this uh, is is if it's gigantopithecus left over somehow mm-hmm. uh but even then i just i don't know and i'm not as on board as i yeah. used to be they find stuff in the ocean but i'm like that's the ocean like sure species we thought had died out or whatever and yeah i'm, I'm kind of in this maybe like the the little child inside me wants to believe that bigfoot is still real so i'm gonna go 70 percent. bigfoot is okay real. i think that's fair i think it's fair but it, it's like if if like we could just know and you know the universe said it's not real i'd be like yeah probably but you're wrong yeah, universe I'd be, <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd be bummed like yeah to, to have the diff i think that's part of the fun is you don't have the definitive answer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so that ambiguity I don't know. It, it leaves a little whimsy in the world. And, oh yeah, and I, I think you need that. One of the other uh, thing, the people that think that could be Bigfoot that I maybe skipped over, or forgot to include was uh, feral humans. And to me, that uh, seems scarier for some reason. A hundred percent. Yeah, that, that does seem way scarier to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, either way, that's our, our Bigfoot show. And uh, like most true crime things or anything about Bigfoot or any of these things, it's it's still a mystery and people are still out there searching <laughs> because we didn't have any real evidence to begin with. 
<laughs> and also true. I didn't bring I didn't bring the real Bigfoot because I didn't want somebody to steal it. I got one <laughs> back at my house, but you it know. was a good call too. Good call because you never <laughs> you can't be too careful. Yeah, I didn't want to bring the good Bigfoot. <laughs> Vinny, thank you for being on. Check out the Midwest Monsters uh horror movie podcast. I'm a fan of it. You should be too if you like horror movies. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. It's the field trip podcast with Brent Perhue. Take the load off and